Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. So, hello, parents. It's another week, and we're back again. It's been a long week and for actually, us, isn't it, Richard? It's, it's Richard Iyer on the Road and Linda Iyer at Bear Lake. So, I guess that still qualifies as Iyers on the Road. That's right. In fact, Richard is on his way from Park City. We've been on the road this week, um, as always, but uh, right now I'm settled up at Bear Lake and Richard's on his way back up. And we have a couple of really sort of unique and different things to talk to you about today. The first one, the reason I was down in Park City is that I was speaking to a group of parents, young parents, um, that belong to a professional association called the Mavericks. And what that means to them is that they are trying to be mavericks in terms of how they deal with their lives. They're, they're trying not to follow the all-too-standard pattern of getting caught up in their careers and caught up in their work to the extent that they're ignoring their families. And so they have various sessions and brainstorming groups and forums, and so on, to try to help them find true balance in life. So I had a great time today trying to help them understand some ways that they could still do a good job professionally, Linda, but not overwhelm their family and sort of leave their family in the dust as they pursue their professional ambitions. And really, that's a, that's a challenge and a dilemma that we all face, don't you think? I do. In fact, our son sent us an article from the New York Times this week. I don't know if you had time to read it, Richard, but I did, and it's called Too Busy, something about too busy. We're just too busy. We're busy with something all the time, and I'm probably the worst culprit as far as fitting into that mold because I'm always busy with something, and it's just it was talking about how important it is to really take some time to sit around and look about where you are and think about your relationships. And uh, we certainly do a lot of fun things with our kids and our friends and so on. But it's just the busyness of our lives that we really need to watch because especially with uh, the Internet and all that stuff, which we talked about last time, it really is so important to just take some time to in fact, our daughters are now calling it margins, to have some margins around your life. I mean, we just can't fill yeah. that up, you know, every single inch of the page. It just looks so much better if there's margins, you know, around the sides. And I do think that's so important, especially for moms. Yeah, I think margins is a good way to say it. Another good way to say it is how present are you? Are you really able to live your life in the present moment? and be aware of your children and of their needs and of your home and of the joys that come in little moments every day? Or are we so anxious to check our email or do our next blog, get on Facebook or whatever, that we, that we sort of lose our, our touchstone with the present? And, of course, it's not only the electronic things. It's these people today that I was with, Linda, were so, uh, they're all entrepreneurs. They all have their own companies. 
and they're all trying to stay afloat. Many of them are having a fairly tough time, although they're all doing well financially. They're trying to expand. They're trying to do this and that. And their concern is, are they doing it at the expense of their children? And so what we started off with today was actually um, just a series of slides in a PowerPoint presentation where I was trying to help them understand how fleeting the time they have with their children really is. And, and we calculated that uh, the average age span of most of the people who were there today, because they're all in their 30s or some of them in their early 40s, and they're all, they're all fitness people. They're all trying to take care of themselves physically. And so we, we assume that their average lifespan will be somewhere in the 80s, maybe 84, 85 years old. And then we calculated that the average child is with their parents for about 18 years before they go off to college. And so 18 years is about one-fifth or 20% of 84 years. And so it is kind of shocking to realize that, uh, you know, a child in your home, living under your roof, under your care, under your supervision directly, you will have that child for only one-fifth of your life, 20% of your life. Now, when the child's gone... You'll still have your golf game. You'll still have your business. Hopefully, you'll still have your job or your company. You'll still have your church and your efforts there. You'll still have or whatever your interests are. They will still be there. The child will be gone. And so how incredibly important it is and, and how difficult, frankly, that we prioritize our children above everything else during the time that they're with us in our homes. And, and it's sort of easy to get everyone to agree with that, Linda, but it's very, very hard to put it in into practice. It's easy to say, hard to do. So true. In fact, when you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, you have all that, you'll still have this, you'll still have that, but your kids will be gone. But actually, you'll still have your kids, <laughs> but they just aren't right, living with right. you anymore. You'll still have them anymore. And, um, you'll lose control over your influence in their life because they'll be gone. Right, and also you'll they'll look back on their time with you and figure out, I mean, it's the cat in the cradle whole scenario. Um, did you really enjoy them while they were there? Did you appreciate what was happening while it was happening? Or was it just, oh, man, let's get through these teenage years and see if we can survive and the kids kind of get that feeling um or were you working full-time and felt like you really didn't have time to have a relationship with your kids it's just so interesting to think in the future and and i we always say you know think about the end start with the end in mind what kind of relationship do you want to have with these kids in the end and if you want to have a really wonderful meaningful relationship you do have to have some quality time with them while they're with you Yes, and I, I again, the reason I use the word present, being present as much as we possibly can, is because it, it's sort of the grass is greener syndrome. We, we run into so many parents in our work who are saying, oh, I'll just be so happy when I get these kids raised and I don't have any teenagers to worry about anymore. Or, or you see the ones who have little kids and they're, oh, it'll be so great when this little kid will be able to walk and I don't have to pack him around all the time. But then you have the other side of it. You have parents saying, 
oh, man, I miss those days when my children were young and little and I could just really teach them and I had them at home with me all the time. Or, or you'll say someone who's now an empty nester, oh, how I long for those days when my kids lived with me in the home. And so the point is, in one way, it's very easy to get caught up with how good it used to be or how great it's going to be. I know. And speaking of that, I mean, you you have a child that you, you know, you can't wait for her to walk, as you mentioned, and then all of a sudden they are walking and you turn around and say, oh, my gosh, it was so great when he just sat in one spot and I always knew where he was. We're so funny about things like that. We always wish for the past or the future. And, the, and one of the great, great keys to parenting and, to frankly, to personal happiness is just to enjoy the moment and to say, this child will never be five years old again. I better, I better enjoy his idiosyncrasies, his quirks, his things that he needs to learn, because I'll never have this child at this age again. So it's all about that. And this group that I was with today, Linda, they were so anxious to do a good job with their parenting skills. And so we got into how important it is to have family rituals and traditions and how those are sort of the glue that holds families together. And we talked about a lot of different traditions on Christmas, on Easter, on birthdays, and on summertime, and, and on Sundays, and so on, and how all those things sort of knit a family together. And it's really the same subject we've been on, because it's enjoying the moment. It's enjoying those passing traditions and holding firm to them, because even though time passes and the child grows up, the traditions and the rituals can kind of be a constant that you continue to honor year after year, week after week. And that's what gives a child security. That's what gives him a sense of belonging, a sense of identity larger than himself. I think sometimes we just don't realize how important that is. I mean, even if it's just silly little traditions and, and you think, well, I don't really have traditions. You do. If you think about it, you have dinner together uh, once in a while and, uh, if you even, you know, decide that you're going to talk about your highs and your lows for the day, have everybody say, this is my high, this is my low, or your happies and sads for the day, just anything that you do uh, ritually, you know, uh, often is something that your kids look back on and remember forever. And at, not only that, it goes down through their families as well. We have our children doing things we had no idea when we introduced them as when they were little kids that this was something they were going to now do with their own children so it goes on and on exactly and we need to take a short break but we have a wonderful segue when we come back where we're going to tie together some of these prioritizing thoughts and valuing the present and so on because we had quite a tragedy this past week, and it had to do with a wildfire in southern Utah. And we're going to keep so. you hanging on that. But when we come back, we're going to tell you what happened, and we're going to tell you how we're trying to make the best of it. Back in a minute. So welcome back, parents. We're back from our brief break, and uh, I hope I didn't shock any of you too much uh, with the little... Uh, preview of what we were going to say, but let me just say it right out, and then we'll tell you some of the lessons we're trying to learn. Last week, uh, a wildfire came up through a place called New Harmony, where we have a second home. It's a home laced with memories and with traditions and with 
family vacations and get-togethers, and we've written some of our books there. And uh, long story short, the fire burned it right to the ground. Everything that was in it is gone, including, unfortunately, some wonderful memories because one of our children lived with his wife and children in that home for a while and, and elected to leave their, a lot of their records, their photos, their journals, and they're all gone. So it was quite and a traumatic it, week for us, wasn't it, Linda? Well, it was. Uh, you know, when something like that happens, you think, wait, that happens to other people. That can't happen to us. I mean, we, I was so sad this week because we've had lots of wildfires in Utah, and Colorado is burning down. I mean, we were looking at those houses going up in flames, and we thought, oh, how sad. But the thought actually crossed my mind. You know, you never really know how that feels until you've gone through something like that. And I, I don't know if that brought on the fire or not. But anyway, I, it was really quite an amazing, startling discovery. Richard said, come home, yeah. and I need to tell you something um, kind of important. So I, I went on home. I was running errands, and I went home and, and um, sat by him on a de- by a desk, and he said, uh, well, I'm just going to hand it to you straight. Our house at Kolob is gone. Uh, and, you know, it's just such a shocking thing. I mean, what do you mean gone? It was, there was a wildfire, and it's all gone. And our initial, my initial thought was, well, you know, it's, it's how sad and, and all that, but uh, at least it was just stuff. You know, it was just stuff, just furniture, and we had some valuable Indian rugs and a couple of valuable things in there, but really, you know, I thought it'll be fine. But then we called our son and daughter-in-law, and darn it, they, uh, they're they kind of wanderers. They had, uh, they're in Hawaii at the moment, and of course, didn't want to pack all their stuff there. They were flipping a house in Hawaii, and so they packed all their stuff into that house. And, I mean, it was wedding albums and baby books and journals from missions and from study abroad and from childhood, uh, all these things, and also prom dresses. (laughs) Her daughter had her prom dresses and Halloween costumes and stuff that were so important to her. And we just, it just took our breath away when we heard that. I, I know, Richard, you were emotionally attached to a lot of things in that house. I don't get as well, attached to things. It, do, was, it was kind of my place. It was the place I, we, we kept horses there. I, I love the, the whole ambiance of southern Utah. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually having a little harder time talking about it now than I have uh, in the past few days. But uh, we're going to get to a more optimistic point in a moment, but... The one saving grace on how this happened to us, at least we didn't worry about it for a long time. It wasn't like the fires might be coming, your house might be in danger. It was just a phone call that I got from a neighbor who started the conversation by saying, Richard, I'm real sorry to be the one to tell you this, but your house is gone. And I'm, I'm like, what do you mean gone? We said, well, the wildfire got it. Yeah, but, but is it burning now? Is the fire engine there? So on, so on. He said, Richard, it's gone. And then when we got the photos, and by the way, we turned on the news that night, and the, 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 the first thing we saw at the start of the news was our house with flames going up 100 feet in the air. I guess it was the, it was the most spectacular home fire they could find. But in a matter of about an hour and 15 minutes, 
it is gone. I mean, even the stove, the dryer, the wash, you can't find anything. Everything melted that didn't burn. And so in, in one way, that was easier, I think. I mean, it just happened and it was over. And there you were, sitting there shocked. But at least you didn't have to think about the process of it. It was gone. But let me get to, before we run out of time, The re, what, you may say, why are you even telling us this? Do you want sympathy? No, we don't want we don't want sympathy. The, the lesson we're learning is really the same lesson that I was trying to teach these people today in, in this seminar, and that is that the really important things in life are not your belongings. They're not your possessions. They're not how much income you have. They're not uh, how successful you are in your company. The real things that matter are your, your children and, and your relationships, your family. And so after we got over the shock of this place that we love being gone, our next thought, obviously, and a much better thought, was no one was in it. No one's hurt. No one's, no one's injured. No one died. We have the things that really matter to us, and uh, everything else can be rebuilt. And so, you know, that's a dramatic way to say it, but we just, I think all of us need to remind ourselves periodically, hopefully not by losing a house, hopefully just by thinking about what really matters in our lives. We just have to remind ourselves that what matters are our families, what matters are our children. And, you know, I comfort myself a little by saying, you know, if I had to, if I could have that house back with everything that's in it, but... You know, uh, one of my granddaughters would uh, be in a car accident and break her arm. I mean, I'm not even getting into death because obviously that would be an easy choice. But, but you know, any, any, any mishap to a person, even a minor one, is probably more tragic and more tugs at our heart more than losing a thing. And... We lost some things we really love, but we're, you know, I'm, I'm kind of giving a, a pep talk to myself here, maybe more than anything, but we lost some things we love, but we lose everything we really love. I hope you, I hope you see what I mean by that. It really is so startling when you think about it, but then as you contemplate uh, losing something like that, it really is, uh, you know, really, I, I just thought, I am just so grateful nobody was in there. And, of course, these, tr- these records that you can never really replace is sad. It is a tragedy when you lose something like that because it's our son called and said, I feel like my past is gone. I, I don't have anything from my past anymore. And even though I went through all my scrapbooks and I found a bunch of stuff from their wedding, which is so great, and, and I thought, oh, they're going to be so excited. And as I went through all of these albums, just trying to pick out pictures of him as a little boy, I found so many cool things. But the the point was, I haven't looked at those for 30 years. I mean, you know, you put them on the shelf and you don't really go through them until something like this happens. And then when you do see them, of course, it's a joyful experience. Like, oh, I remember that. And and you, you do need pictures to remember uh, what's happening right. in your life, but it's not irreplaceable. I mean, it's not something that you can't live without. And I, I did want to give a compliment and kind of a shout out to our son and daughter-in-law who, who grieved for a couple of days, but then they started recovering and, and they called and they said, you know, 
that has made us decide to do an oral history of our everything we can remember and we're going to we're going to get our our iPhones and put them on record mode and we're going to sit and talk to each other and remember everything we can about our childhoods everything we can about our courtship everything we can about our the birth of our children, everything we wrote in our journals. We're going to try to create an oral history of, of our lives and sort of recompose those things that have been lost. So hats off to them for being that positive about it. And we've only got a couple minutes left, but I, I want to reiterate the point that uh, life is a transitory thing. I mean, one of the things that you realize when you have this kind of an experience that we've had this past week is how fragile life is and how quickly things can be taken from you. And unfortunately, and and I don't even mean to compare our story to those who've lost a child or those who've had serious illness and so on, and we all find that somewhere in our families and sometime in our life, but the thing that we have to continually tell ourselves is, I want to live in the present. I want to appreciate this moment. I want to appreciate the relationships I have in my life, the love that I have for those that are dear to me. And I don't want to take it for granted. See, the opposite of living in the present, the opposite of appreciating every minute of every day, and that's an impossible goal, but we do the best we can. But the opposite of that is taking things for granted and just getting so used to them that even the things we love most sometimes irritate us or sometimes seem like a burden or sometimes bother us, you know, and and we just need to pull back. And that's the one blessing of this fire is that it's caused us to pull back and say, wow, thank goodness it was just a thing and how much we love those who are dear to us, mainly our family. That's my final swan song. When to wind it up, we got about 30 seconds. Well, you know, I think that it is so important, even if you have a child that's driving you crazy right now, to remember that it's a stage and, and this too will pass. I mean, it will pass on and then sometimes it'll be funny looking back on it. Sometimes it'll be terrible looking back on it. But just, just really appreciating what's happening to you right now is so important and it's something that we just need to constant, constantly be reminded of. We love you all as fellow parents, and we'll see you next week on Ayers on the Road.